scatters. Fox scatters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 83. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hello, everybody. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. You have been watching too much Sesame Street, I my, have. my man. I have. Too I have. much. I love it. I love it. It's, isn't, it isn't it a great show? It is. The, uh, the restaurant guy was in an Italian restaurant today thinking that Grover wouldn't be working there, but of course Grover was working there again, and he ordered spaghetti, and Grover kept coming out with one or two pieces of spaghetti. (laughs) Genius. Genius. And then came out with, you know, a mountain and and smothered the poor restaurateur in it. (laughs) Did he he plug a flag in the top of the mountain? No. No, he didn't. Mm, Surprising. Controversial. (laughs) Yes, yes. He should have done that. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, it's Box Cutters. It's all about television. If this is the first time you're tuning in to Box Cutters, where have you been? You've got 82 episodes to catch up on, and they're all there up on boxcutters.net. <laughs> what a fantastic time you have ahead. <laughs> I do envy people that are just joining us and have more than 82 hours of, of well, and Box Cutters deliciousness. If you've, got a, if you've got a fairly expansive broadband package running in and out of your home, you can possibly download all the video podcasts. They run at about five gig each. There are no video podcasts. Uh, and, and also... And the, also the cheap really, band with the twice the price. Really? You're, you're only, you're only uh, talking to people in South Korea? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. Cheap bandwidth here, pie in the sky, Ross. <laughs> pie in the sky. I hadn't thought about that, actually. Really? Someone let that damn parrot in here again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's what I, I. Sorry to to interrupt your news item, upcoming news item, Brett. But that's what I thought they meant when they said somebody dropped the c word on Big Brother. <laughs> somebody had mentioned Coonan. Coonan. Um, but it did occur to me that uh, maybe maybe this government's uh, insistence that five twelve k is broadband and it's more than enough for everybody um, is is more. Uh, Doing favours for the boys uh, who own the current media uh, bodies. Mm. Oh, that's it's, it, what you're doing there, Brett. Is insinuating corruption in the government. A and conspiracy, I won't have it. as it were. I won't have it. But the truth is, the only broadband we have in Australia is holding up my pants at the moment. So, <laughs> oh, ding! Hey, <laughs> yeah. Coming up on Box Cutters episode eighty-three, more golden moments like that. Those people listening for the first time have just gone, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Goodbye, new viewer. <laughs> I waited. I wasted 30 meg slash 5 gig on this. <laughs> and that's the best they can come up with. Our European correspondent calling from our London bureau, James mm-hmm. Talia, will yeah. be on the show later on. Oh, we should announce it's not a mystery show this week. <laughs> well, I've just done that by talking about what's coming exactly. up. Exactly. So what you've done is redundant, Brett. Oh, sorry. And thanks to the many, many people on the internet who clearly found the mystery show appealing. Yes. We yes. had one comment from one person saying, well, it was interesting. <laughs> thanks, we, thanks, Cap Brain. We had 11 downloads. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got more than that. <laughs> we do. Uh we're going to talk about Big Brother. It's had a whole week to try to wow us, and it's been a really, really interesting 
time, I, mm-hmm. I would say. Not necessarily great, but interesting. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Brett, you've got a review of The Sideshow, oh. uh, which I, I can't wait for. Uh, we've also got a crap TV. Going to mm-hmm. finish it all off with pork. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Shuffling through his papers, here's Brett Cropley. Three-time Gold Logie <laughs> Award winner, Rove McManus, is uh, heading over. In fact, today he headed over to America uh, to conduct a series of business meetings, as well as participate in a scheduled appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, which is happening on Wednesday night, US time. Oh, that's really interesting because... Uh, Channel 10 have their association with CBS, mm-hmm. and I would have thought that a Letterman interview would be happening if, if he was going over there, but clearly, maybe he's just not going to New York. Maybe he just uh, picked the show that he was most closely ripping off. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Brett no, Brett. I mean, that's unfair. He, so, he rips off so, quite a lot of Letterman. It's, and some daily show. There's, there's a little bit of everything in that show, yes. and uh, and if you've watched any of Leno, you'd know that there's almost no show to rip off. <laughs> it's just a <Huh>? chin. <laughs> so so what's he what's he actually going over there for? Surely not new show ideas. Uh, it, apparently, kind of looking into breaking into the US markets. Really, with yes. with broadcasting his, his, his uh, rebroadcasting the Rove show or no. Well, not not from this article. Uh, it just says he could be laughing all the way to the bank if his assault on the US is a roaring success next week. I hope uh, I hope immigration services in the US don't read about his attempted assault on the US because <laughs> he won't get through customs. Uh, is is he going to be back in time for the Logies? Yes, he is. Uh, wow, that's a that's a whirlwind visit. Yeah, it's it's kind of curious because uh, this article seems to contradict itself, saying that he was heading over to the states because he was having the week off because the logies are on, and uh, so Rove's not going to be happening on on Sunday night. But then finishes up by saying that he is going to make it back in time uh, because he is nominated once again for the Gold Logie, mm. which also means he can still have the week off and make it back in time for. I mean. There is a lot of work that needs to be done for for a one hour show on on television. So I think having the week off kind of helps True. in being yes. able to to go overseas. Uh, while we're on the topic of overseas, and all of my news today comes from the US uh, studio. What? What with the You're such with a the US apologist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, studio sixty is going to be return, returning fans of the show Studio 60 oh. on the Sunset Strip. Excellent. Has it been signed up for a new series? Wow. I am so surprised. We'll be very happy to hear that the rest of the filmed episodes are going to go to air in the US. How many have they filmed? They, I think 12 or 13 went to air originally. Is, does yeah, that sound right? Something, something like that. that. So maybe mm. they've... I, I, I assume it's still been going to air in Canada. No, because it hasn't. I've, go, I've been up to episode 16. Oh, have you? Yep. Really? Yep. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> Curious. Because I, I only know that it went I one episode. I haven't had a look at it. It might all be in French. Right. 
Yes, yes. The Quebecois love Studio 60. Or Mexican. <laughs> uh, NBC has scheduled them to begin on May 24th in the slot that is currently occupied by ER. And there's been some thoughts on the interwebnets uh, mm-hmm. about, well, the Studio 60 had, had a slot like that, which is 10pm on Thursday night. If it had had a slot like that to start with, would it have done better? I say no. Is, it, is this the end for ER then, or is it just a end of series? It's just the it's the end of the end of the season. They're okay. coming up to to summer programming in the states. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really, NBC don't have anything else to to put in that slot. So they may as well put shows that they've already spent money on. Okay. So if you're listening or viewing box cutters in the states, make sure you get on it uh, so that uh, it gets extended for another season. See, I wouldn't be upset if it didn't. Okay. Really, the way it was going, yeah. Well, you'd be hoping Aaron Downhill. Sorkin had come up with something uh, better? Yes. Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I would. I've seen him do a lot better than Studio 60. It's very disappointing. Speaking of shows getting renewed or not getting renewed, uh, FX in the States have announced that it is renewing two of its shows. Dirt, which uh, I don't know much about, but Josh... I've seen, I've seen a few episodes of From what of you've it. said, it doesn't really sound like it deserves renewing. No, not so much. But uh, it's popular. Another one that I'm uh, I'm a big fan of, The Riches, is getting renewed. Now, um, going from a report from Easy TV, it, this is this is quite an interesting position that The Riches is in. Apparently, when it screens its first time, it doesn't warrant getting renewed on the audience that it's getting. Right. It, it, it it's far too small the audience for its first screening. But because FX is a cable show. It actually a gets channel. a cable channel. It actually gets screened three different times, oh. and the cumulative audience for the three screenings is enough for them to give it the green light for the next season. That that is really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm very pleased it's still going. I think it's uh, I think it's a great show. Well, looking this, forward to seeing what happens. This also gives rise to, to the whole concept of time shifting as well. And well, exactly, given what you were saying about Lost a week ago or two weeks ago being being a huge time-shifted show. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there is a lot to be said that for, for people often just aren't home, can't watch the show exactly. at exactly. that time. Yep. I, I, think that's, I think that's very interesting. Hmm. Speaking of American TV, Alec Baldwin... Oh. Oh, you, you're on at me about being an apologist. Alec Baldwin, no, uh, two thirds of this team's favourite actor in the world, <laughs> has parted ways. I don't know. I don't know how Ross and I are suddenly just a third of this team. No, I said two thirds. Yeah, no. Uh, what I see the joke I was making, Brett, is that uh, I was bouncing it away from us. Saying that we're suddenly only a third, and you being oh, two thirds of the you team. You don't like him, really? Shall we go back to the tape? <laughs> it's not that we do. He's just not our favourite actor in the world. Alec Baldwin has parted ways with his agents at a major Hollywood talent agency and wants to get out of Thirty Rock, so that no, no, uh, he, he can be a better parent. No, no, he doesn't. One third of the uh, desk disagrees with you. <laughs> You're saying that he doesn't want to get out of Thirty Rock. This, this, yeah, he he doesn't want to get out of Thirty Rock. He suggested to the network, he suggested to NBC that he leave Thirty Rock. Uh, a because 
yeah, sure, it might help him be a better person. But mostly because he was worried about what his reputation would do to the show. Oh, really? And this is off the back of the leaked uh, voicemail that he left on his daughter's phone? Yep. Yes. On his daughter's phone. 11, 12-year-old calling her a pig. And I, I, uh, I heard that uh, he actually he wanted to leave to help divorced fathers and get along and and work better with their families. Not work on his family. <laughs> Not have a better relationship with his ex-wife and daughter, but help other families get through this crisis. He's apparently got a book coming out about uh, how best to uh, wangle the legal system when oh. you're when you're a divorced father. Really? really? Is, Seriously? I'm, I'm 100% serious. Is it is it titled like a kind of a, a sequel to a Bill Cosby book? Is it is it Fatherhood? No, nah, not for me. <laughs> I uh, I don't know the title, but uh, it should be uh, hitting a bookstores near you soon. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, not to work on his own life, to work on the general population. It, it would be a shame for Thirty Rock because Alec Baldwin is the only thing worth watching in that show uh, because he is excellent in it. Uh, <laughs> really, I think he's terrible. <laughs> I don't understand now. <laughs> Which third am I on? <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's anything worth watching in 30 Rock. Uh, granted, he's slightly better than some of the other people. Right, it. If 30... Don't think about it as... But if I'm looking at a pile of rocks and I think, oh, pile of rocks, what do I care? And there's another rock that I think, well, that rock's slightly better than the other rocks. It's shiny. Yeah. I, I still... I've, I've still got no love for that rock. See, I... I'm thinking of it in terms of all right. Rather, I'm not downloading it. Yeah, I'm not going to any effort to watch Thirty Rock. But Are you watching it then? I've I've watched quite a lot of like I had watched quite a lot of it. <laughs> he did. He was watching a lot of it for the Alec Baldwin character. So, so, you, Alec, so you did <laughs> download it, but you're I, not currently downloading it. No, I downloaded I downloaded a lot of it for when we were discussing it on the uh, full season yep. lineup yep. discussions. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen quite a bit of it for that uh after that i didn't go to any effort to to download it or or watch it but i'm thinking of it in terms of if i'm watching television if there's if there's nothing on if i'm flicking channels or something i'll watch 30 rock over you know any other crap that's on television <laughs> comedy inc yeah if you know if i've got the choice if of the 30 class rock to- started on channel seven and 30 rock was on channel 10 you'd watch th- i'd watch 30, 30 rock. rock six degrees and 30 rock 30 Rock. See, but <laughs> with those Dexter two... Dexter and 30 Rock. With those three choices, I'd, I'd be watching 30 Rock too. Yeah. Although I would have turned the TV Dexter off. and 30 Rock? Uh, I've already seen Dexter. I don't know. It's, it's, it also Studio depends. 60 and 30 Rock. Ooh, <laughs> tough call. Tough call because I know at least with 30 Rock, it's not going to disappoint me because I know, like, it's, it's because, a sitcom. Because your expectations My are expectations so low. are lower. LA Confidential and 30 Rock. LA Confidential. LA Law and Law and Order and 30 Rock. Law and Order and LA Law. It won't be any blue in 30 Rock. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose in 30 Rock. Hey, judges have been uh, have been announced. That's, that's my whole news story. Steven Spielberg and Mark Burnett have been working on the lead-up to their new Movie Maker reality series, On the Lot, which starts late May on the Fox Network in the US and on Fox 8 in Australia. Interesting. So is this following filmmakers that already have funding for their project and 
they're doing it that way? Or are they funding projects like Project Greenlight? They've just announced the judges for the first round of the competition. Carrie Fisher, Brett Ratner, Gary Marshall and John Avnet will judge the short films and pictures of 50 contestants to help them with uh, kind of whittling them down to only 18 contestants who will then go into uh, the show proper. It starts with 50 contestants at Filmmaker Boot Camp. And uh, so they get some intensive training, have to uh, make a short film in 24 hours. So a bit like what they did with Race Around the World. Kind of. Yep. Kind of like that. And then uh, the 18 then go through and uh, it's it, it'll, I'm guessing, be more like the contender, uh, but with making movies. Uh, they've been promoting it a lot on Foxtel. Mm-hmm. And well, Foxtel have the... Uh exclusive deal with Mark Burnett Productions. Uh, And so it'll be going to to air. They've been saying that it'll be going to air late May on Fox 8. So I'm guessing that will only be, you know, a day or two behind the US. Well, yeah, I think uh, Foxtel did very well out of uh, Rockstar Supernova. The timelines being in, the show's being closely in sync and Australia's being able to vote. Apparently, Australia's one of the largest voting blocks outside of America. Really? So I'm so I'm sure that this will be the same for uh, on the lot. Yeah, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to it because it, uh, it, you know, much like with the contender, this is a reality show series about something that I'm actually really interested in. Yep. So I, I'm quite interested to see how how they do it. Well, that actually brings us to another piece of news that we should mention that Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks have announced that they're filming the biggest ever television miniseries right here in Melbourne, uh, The Pacific, which is the follow-up to Band of Brothers, which they shot a few years back. So the biggest ever anywhere? Apparently so. $160 I think, is the budget. Really? I think so. And it would would only be 10 episodes. So, I mean... You know, that, I mean, obviously that's just a ridiculous amount of money. Interesting, despite the fact that it had such a big amount of money, they still tried to uh, call in as many favours with the uh, AWAs as they could and depriving the crew of meals and uh, overtime and whatever else they could get away with. Really? That's that's why Australia's a great place to shoot a, shoot a show? Mm, apparently so. Crew exploitation. Yeah. Yeah, come here. We're cheap. Uh, Channel 7 in their battle against Kerry-Ann Kenley have uh, announced their new Solvo, a celebrity mother and baby group uh, on a show called Mums and Bubs presented by Rachel Friend. Guest parents uh, will include, and can somebody tell me who these people are, Gina Jeffries? No. Uh, she's She was Gina G. Singer. Singer? Except it's a J. <laughs> well, then I don't know. Alyssa Jane Cook? Uh, she was uh, on a Channel 10 drama series. Sophie Faulkner? She uh, used to be on Home and Away. Channel 7 Monica Trapaga? No. Uh, that would be... Monica uh, T. <laughs> Monica from... Uh, Monica Pete. It's spelled with a PH. Uh, that, that would be uh, Monica from Play School. Formerly, Monica, formerly from Play School. Chantelle Newbury? Uh, she used to be in uh, one of those terrible uh, rock star bands. Pops, pop stars. Pop stars. Uh, uh, yeah, Pants or whatever the band was called. <laughs> <laughs> or Bardo or... 
Yeah, or pants. Pants. I think she was in pants. (laughs) Dr. Katrina Warren? Uh, She's a a celebrity vet. She's married to Dr. Harry. And... (laughs) No, they're not not married. They were just seeing each other for a while. Oh, okay. And the last mum? Lockie Dado. I think she's married to Lockie Dado. No, no, no. Katrina Brown. (laughs) Ah. Now I'm confused. What? <laughs> Lockie Dado has apparently got to be one of the guests. Admittedly, as well. I'm not. Uh, I'm probably not their uh, their demographic. Really? What well, you are? Aren't you're you, a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer to poke my eyeballs out with a fork than watch this show. No, no, but, but, Ross, but it's, Ross, it's Ross, aimed Ross. at you. You're a stay-at-home dad. That's the issues they cover include childcare, returning to work, relationships, sex. Toddler tantrums and feeding fussy eaters. You love sex with fussy eaters. <laughs> I really don't think you should be having sex with your child. I think that, <laughs> whether they're covering that in the show or not, I think that's that's uncalled. Moving on. Um, appara- I, don't, I don't want to dwell on that anymore. Apparently it began today, being Monday. Uh, it runs 9.30am Monday to Wednesday. So it's just a short time fill-in show. Because when the Kill Carrie Ann show comes on... It will vacate this spot, surely. Well, if it's only a half-hour show, then the Kill Kerry and may just be from 10 to 11. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, quite possibly. I am sick to death of celebrities and their babies. Yep. I don't give a shit. Everyone's got a baby. No, but Josh, we've got a national baby boom. Everybody's interested in babies. Everybody loves babies. Everybody that you know has babies. Yeah, that's only because the government said we must have babies because we've got an ageing population. And if you have one, we'll give you a plasma bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a plasma bonus anymore. They pay it to you in 28 instalments to make sure that you don't buy they plasma. They do not. They do? Really? I thought that was only for the, the unemployed single mums. <laughs> no, they've, they've, they've made that across the board now. Oh, suckers. So you have to buy your plasma on labour. On, on credit. But if, yeah. you do that, but, but if you do that at, at what was it, uh, re- Retrovision or uh, Fridge Rentals or Radio Rentals, uh, then you can do it credit free. Uh, yeah. no, with, no, no, they, with no credit they checks. Do, they don't, don't do a credit check. I saw another ad from the Radio Rentals series, but it didn't have the toothless biker. But it had like a shifty a shifty person. I can't remember who and it was. And did it have the weird YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fully with the whole, with the buffer, with it yeah. supposedly loading just a bit before where it was playing weird it's a bizarre concept I haven't seen it yet but I'm looking out for it Mm. lastly in the news what yes lastly (laughs) in the news Brett that last thing you've got can go to pork it really can lastly you can win Bert Newton's hair alright well that's the uh, that's the item then (laughs) you don't get to do it in pork (laughs) lastly in the news Mark Burnett Productions has taken MySpace as a partner for its new series Independent which will air early next year. The show is timed to coincide with the lead to the 2008 US elections. And it's been touted as, quote, the American idol of political action, mm. according to Bennett's head of development, Ray Bank. Mm. Did we need an American idol of uh, political action? No. no. I, think, I think people have been throwing Mark Bennett for so long. Uh, money at Mark Burnett for so long. He's just sitting there going, uh, what about this idea? I'll buy it. What about uh, the best cheese in the room? Exactly, exactly. Uh, potential contestants uh, will will submit their video application via MySpace, which is also going to host the finalists' profiles. 
and everyone else's profiles in the world. And uh, it's also going to host a political town hall where viewers can go and talk about political things. I, I haven't heard anything so behind the zeitgeist in a long time. MySpace? Really? No one's on MySpace anymore. No one cares. Do they? Has MySpace finished? I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't understand it. Oh, it, it, it can't disappear until I... Until it hasn't I've, finished, but too many people got on it and, and the hip, cutting-edge people are leaving. And, oh, uh, where are they going? Well, didn't, didn't we get somebody writing on the internet that when you mentioned Twizzler or whatever I, it is... I mentioned Twitter and... You mentioned Twitter and we got flamed on the internet for saying we were so last month. Well, I think and that Jaiku's was last month. Apparently the, the the new version of it. Um, but I've looked at Jaiku as well and there's not as, as much action on there. Oh, I, I heard that they're all at HIPAA. <laughs> really? Yeah. Everyone everyone who's HIP is at HIPAA. Is that is that H-I-P-A or is it H-I-P-R? H-I-P-A. Right. Apparently Google are letting uh, dodgeball.com just wither on the vine, which was another uh, community thing, but it was local to cities. And that is the Box Cutters News, and then some. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. Very quickly in ratings, last week saw Channel 7 win again. 27.4% of the audience they had, as opposed to Channel 9's 26.6. Only 0.8 the difference. The, so close. The gap is closing considerably. When you consider that this week is the last week that they have... Uh, Star Dancers. Star Dancers is finishing this week, and they've got the grand final. And also on Tuesday, they had the grand final of um, idiots who can do dumb things. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Stupid uh, people tricks. Tri- yeah, stupid As- human tricks. What's it called? Australia's Got... That's one. Australia's Got... That was talent. on Sunday. That was on Sunday. First day of this week's ratings. Next week, they won't have that. Uh, What's going in there? Hey, you know... Sorry, I, you know this whole thing about shows that are questions that have no question mark? Yeah. yeah. Do you think Australia's Got Talent is, is one of those? Do you think it's, it's going to actually be Australia's Got Talent? Really? What? Uh, yeah, so given that uh, Star Dancers regularly rates around the 2 million mark and Channel 7 is just so far ahead on that night, that's pulling them through at the moment. It'll be very interesting to see where they go after that. Channel 10 would be disappointed. They got 237 the equivalent week last year was the week that they won the ratings for the first time in however many years. I'm sure they were hoping to win the ratings again with the start of Big Brother and the end of Biggest Loser. Uh, the Biggest Loser finale rated two million. It did very well, but but the wasn't finale enough. wasn't on a Thursday night last year, was it? Yeah, was they it? did. They did it the exact same way. Yeah, we we actually had this very discussion last week. There. On Wednesday. Fantastic news for the ABC and for uh, Spicks and Specs and the Chaser Boys. The shows came in 
fourth and fifth, respectively, in the ratings, uh, both rating about 1.4 million. Speaks and Specs was actually the number one non-news show yep. for the evening. Yep. Uh, th- this is just an incredible thing. They've they've really... It's just going from strength to strength. I mean, we were talking at the start of the year about who would win the fight between Cold Case, House and Heroes, and we were saying, well, Spicks and Specs and Chaser th- really throws a bit of a curveball in it, but we never expected them to... To, to win, I don't know if it was uh, overzealous patriarchal kind of viewing because it was Anzac Day and people said, yeah, let's watch an Australian show. But uh, it's it's fantastic for those guys and, and well done. They deserve every success. Yeah, it's excellent. And uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll be introducing a new segment that you'll be able to uh, rip off from us next week. <laughs> um, no, I was reading today... Was that to, that, uh, directed at anybody particularly? At, to, for the oh, Chaser Boys. The Chaser Boys. Uh-huh. Oh, you think they're ripping off our segments? No, I was reading today that uh, Ugly Betty and Grey's Anatomy just hasn't uh, come back after Easter. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a mistake to take it off for Easter. I think the mistake with Grey's... It was Grey's, kind of three weeks, though. Like, it, it seemed like it only should yep, be one, th- but it just wasn't there for so long. I think the mistake with Grey's particularly was to repeat the orgasming episode and you know have the ad very clearly like if Channel 10 had repeated an episode they do the shifty thing of playing a bit from the episode that you're not familiar with yep. so that you, you know you don't recognise that it's the same ad and therefore instantly go oh it's a repeat I won't watch it. Channel Seven played a very well-known bit of a well-known episode which involved a woman who couldn't stop having orgasms the whole time and promoted it as in the episode, you just can't stop watching again and again and again. I'm thinking... Clearly they could. Yeah, exactly. That's that's terrible marketing. It's terrible marketing. So I, I think you're right. I think ever since Easter... I think it's struggled. I, I think, as Josh has pointed out quite a few times, Ugly Betty perhaps isn't that good. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, you know, I was quite enjoying it when I watched it, but I haven't bothered to go back to it, and I can't imagine that I will. It's not must-see. I no. mean, the whole thing is that it's it's based on, a, like, a quirky premise. Yep. And we get the premise, okay, well, that's what it's about. We don't really care about any of the characters in no, it. No. And that's, that's a huge problem, I think. Plus, I think Big Brother... Um, Channel 7 was doing well out of the youth market. Channel 10 really had nothing going up against it. I mean, Celebrity Dog School, please. So I think that's that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with James Talia. Fantastic. Box and joining us now on the Box Cutters Telephone, our European correspondent and Channel 9's London correspondent, James Talia. Good morning. Well, it's, oh, it feels as though it's ages since I spoke to you guys. It's nice to be talking to you again. It has. Now, James, are you still Box Cutters European correspondent or seeing that you, uh, that you have been uh, other places other than Europe of late? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm now fashioning myself as box cutters global correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Now I, I I did have a bit of a uh, I did have a bit of a bone to pick with you. Uh, you're not uh, you're not over there covering the big events, which I'm a little disappointed about. Which which big events in particular am I missing? Well, sure, you you, you fly to Barbados to cover the death of Bob Warmer and. You fly to Gallipoli to cover Gallipoli. Princess Mary has another baby. You're nowhere to be seen. Where are you? I was nowhere. I tell you what, I'm standing at uh, the neck, 
which is one of the key battlefields for for Australia, at the top of the cliffs there at Anzac Cup. <laughs> yep. And, and and we're talking to a group of school kids that would come over uh, who'd been flown over by the federal government. They'd all written the best essay about Anzac Day. <laughs> they were being shown around by people from uh, from the War Memorial. And they were, they were a good bunch of kids, and it was a nice little story. And we're standing there shooting this stuff with them, and my phone rings, and it's a Copenhagen number. And I just thought, you're kidding. Surely this isn't what I think it is. And, of course, it was. Yep. Um, so I'm... I'm pretty pissed off that I'm going to miss out on my Copenhagen junket next week. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you go for the christening? The beauty of that story, of course, was that you can never predict when a baby's going to come, but if she'd gone sort of close to the date, then we probably would have gone to Copenhagen to just sit there for a couple of days and wait. Oh, but, but James, oh. there were rumours that uh, you actually had the junket nine months ago. <laughs> well, she is a lovely lady. Um, she has quite a security detail, so I have to deny those rumours. <laughs> and plus, you, uh, you, you, you did get to cover the uh, "Hey, let's all wear hats at school in Copenhagen" story. <laughs> there was, there was that one, and then there was also the "Hey, let's not punch the Christ out of each other at school" story in Copenhagen. <laughs> So I haven't I haven't done too badly. Uh, I was in Copenhagen more than anywhere else in Europe now. Okay, I, I was a bit disappointed with one of your Gallipoli stories. Uh, I, I don't know how much of it you saw or how much of it you think went to air here, <laughs> but uh, it was all just uh, Peter Hitchner doing voiceover. And the only reason I knew it was one of your stories was the the guy who was the focus of the story was walking, talking to you in shot. <laughs> but we didn't actually hear or see anything of you other than that. Yeah, that was the story about the bugler. Yes, yes. Who, who, who was uh, the, the guy, the poor bastard who gets picked up <laughs> at the dawn service, which obviously is an enormous privilege, but has got to be nerve-wracking as well. And the, gra- the grab this guy gave me while I was walking along the beach was, he said, well, everyone knows the tune, so if you stuff up, everyone knows too. So, yeah, I'm a bit nervous about it. <laughs> you reckon? I wasn't going to say to him, yeah, you better get that right or you're never going to get the end of it for the rest of your life. I want to make you a bit more nervous than he already was. Yeah, I know um, I know Melbourne didn't didn't run all of my, my packages, and this is... Um, this is uh, something that happens in this position. You, you file a story, and those who want to use it can, and those who don't want to don't, and those who want to, you know, cut it up um, and, and use it for their own means can do that as well, which is why it's become a, a correspondent trick over the years since well before my time, but going back 20 or 30 years, that you just try to get yourself in the shot as often as possible. But even then, like, still... If you're going to run my story, you're sure as hell still going to have my head <laughs> And, and meanwhile, Hitch is still just trying to steal all of your limelight. Uh, you know, Hitch is terrible like that. You know, he's, he's just... He's, he's bent, hell-bent on world domination. Hitch, it, that's his problem. You that's, know? that's exactly... You know, <laughs> anyone who tells you that he's the most lovely bloke in Melbourne television is, is having you on. He, he rules the Channel 9 newsroom with an iron fist. With an iron <laughs> Sometimes, only sometimes in a velvet glove. <laughs> now, one of, one of your other uh, uh, mentors, shall we say, uh, Laurie Oakes, has been on quite a bit with the, with the election looming. Have you, have you laid eyes on Laurie recently, even from afar? Um, uh, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I actually, no, that's not true. I was sent a fantastic um, YouTube clip of Laurie at 
the National Press Club address, which Kevin <laughs> Rudd was giving, yep. where he evidently stood up and just gave him both barrels <laughs> through Laurie's style. Asked him about his glass jaw. Him, and he, well, but that was at the end of a long, long question that went on for about a minute, just <laughs> detailing every way in which, you know, Kay Rudd has, has made a mess of his media in the past few weeks, ending with the line, and what are you going to do about the glass jaw? <laughs> <laughs> because it's I, vintage glory. It's just, it's just vintage. I, I, that's why it was sent to me, and I laughed my ass off because... Um, and that's the beauty of Laurie. Uh, you know, Prime Minister Sue Dustman... Um, if, if you've done something good, he'll say so, and if he thinks that you're doing something bad, he'll say so, and he'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, has he... I, I actually uh, brought him up because has he lost a lot of weight, do you think? Look, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in person. I, I reckon he's a shadow of, him former, of his former self. I reckon he might have secretly gone on The Biggest Loser and not told anyone. I think that with Channel 9's... All, all of Channel 9's cost-cutting, they've had to cut some of his snack budget. <laughs> I'm not going to engage in this sort of talk about the great man. Seriously, right? he's seriously fine. He's, uh, like, truly, he was great. Fine, and, fine. and now, not so much. <laughs> find out for us, James, because I swear he's lost a lot of weight and he's looking well, good. Well, if you want to be serious okay. about it, maybe maybe you took a, well, looked at Mike Carlton going down in Beaconsfield and uh, just thought, shit, I'd do something about myself <laughs> if, well, if a skinny bastard boring. like him can go down. Even Richard Carlton, I think you'll find Mike Carlton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably about as interesting now as, as if he were dead. <laughs> and tell us, what happened with the Caribbean? The Caribbean, um, it, was, it was a logistical thing. Obviously, it's not, it's not my patch at all, but... Um, we have we have two correspondents there, uh, Robert Penfold, who's the, another grand old man of the of the game, known around the network as the elegant veteran. Um, <laughs> Rob happened to be uh, he's from Melbourne originally. He was back in Melbourne um, on a on a family visit, and uh, Layla McKinnon is our other correspondent there. She was in Guantanamo Bay for the Hicks trial. So I got the call at about one o'clock in the morning. Very sorry to bother you, um, and I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but. We, we need you to go to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, shit, you know, you people calling me in the middle of the night to send me to drop into paradise. So, hang on, what, why couldn't the uh, Channel 9 cricket commentary team cover this for you? <laughs> um, I, I guess um, uh, police press conferences and, and dealing with murder aren't necessarily their expertise. I've done a little bit of that over, over the past Right. And, and to be fair, most of them were here, so they would have been doing it like they were from with the cricket from Sydney in a studio, saying, oh, I think that's what's happening at the moment. So it's hard to tell <laughs> by the pictures. I knew what you were getting at. <laughs> hey, uh, but uh, why aren't you still there? Bob Ulmer's, Bob Ulmer's death hasn't been... The, 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 there's new developments every day. Apparently they're saying today they're pretty sure he was poisoned. And, and he's not getting yeah. any less dead. And he's not getting any more you dead. Should, you should have demanded... You should have demanded that you weren't going to leave until the, until the case was closed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I want justice. <laughs> and another pina colada. Oh, cool. Give me justice. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, look, it came to the point, really, where, uh, yeah, look, there's a lot of stuff going around. You're right, there's been a dramatic new development every day from tabloid journos talking to people on the street in Kingston who think they might know something. <laughs> <laughs> we... 
we and everyone else in the world's media who was there packed up and went home when the police stopped doing press conferences and, and simply started saying, you know, we've said all we're going to say for now. We're, we're waiting on a lot of test results. We're doing a lot of investigation. We're looking at the CCTV. It's going to take days and weeks, and we're not going to have anything concrete for you anytime soon. So if you can convince your bosses to let you keep sitting by the pool for the next few weeks while we do our thing, go right ahead. But, you know, <laughs> clearly everyone went home. Yeah. But you could have got you could have got weeks of footage of drunk Australians on the beach singing Ooh Ah Glenn McGrath, surely. Yeah, it's because it's priceless, you know, you're retiring now, and it's the last opportunity you're going to get. I don't know why we didn't stick around to fill our file with that sort of <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, it was really interesting. Kingston, they say, is one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Um, they they have a lot of gang violence there, which is why the uh, the British uh, detective who's been running the investigation, the former Scotland Yard fellow Mark Shields, uh, was brought there a couple of years ago to try to sort out the gang violence, and now he's stumbled into this. And it, it, it is something that's an absolute disaster for the Caribbean. Um, they're hosting the tournament for the first time. Um, they forgot they to put the to, they forgot to put the lights in for the day night match. <laughs> they to put the lights in. They haven't been able to make it stop raining. Um, <laughs> day night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I know they had the guys from the MCG overlooking at that and said, "Well, you know, it's really not that hard to do." And they said, "No, we want to play during the day. That's just the way we do it here because at night we're busy." <laughs> <laughs> So, and, uh, and, and, you know, on top of that, the, the, one of the biggest draw cards of the tournament dropped out early on, and that's India. That's a TV audience of a billion. <laughs> so things weren't going well for them anyway, these poor West Indian countries. And then, you know, Bob Woolman gets murdered. And it's like an Agatha Christie thing. <laughs> Like, how did, how did this happen? He's found lying in his room. Only limited number of people could have had access to it. His team had just dropped out in really fairly uncertain circumstances, losing to <laughs> Ireland. It's great. The report that's coming up tonight, my time, yep. um, So, and I know you guys are recording this Monday night in Australia, and it's going to air Monday night in Britain. Mm-hmm. It's a panorama special. Panorama's like four corners here. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they broke the whole uh, the whole phone uh, phone call scandal with uh, GMTV. They did, yes, absolutely, and and, and now I'll, I'll talk more about that in pork. That's caught out of a lot of other programs here in the past few weeks as well, and now they've rolled GMTV, which is great. Um, but yeah, they they, they claim to have. Uh, They've done an investigation and they're now claiming that, that they have evidence that Bob Woolmore was poisoned. So all the media here today are kind of hanging on that, waiting to see it tonight and see just what evidence they think they've got. Okay. That is that is such exciting news. I mean, it, it must be a... a are, you, are you hoping that, uh, that Robert Penfold still sticks around uh, Australia or is he back in the US now? <laughs> he is back in the US. Oh. And as, as we boarded our flight to leave Jamaica, I turned around to my cameraman and I said, well, I'm glad we enjoyed that while it lasted because we're not going to be coming back here in a hurry. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I can't, why I can't hold um, the next World Cup in, say, the Greek Islands because that's, you know, that's, that's my patch and that is good. <laughs> <laughs> they, couldn't, they know nothing about cricket in Greece but they couldn't do a worse job of hosting. Well, I told her, yeah, I don't care, and you know, it's not as though you. <laughs> Clearly, there's no problem with not having day night matches. So. <laughs> well, and they could, they could really just do it as as kind of beach cricket. Yeah, yeah, beach cricket. What what about Ibiza? 
Yeah, um, except then you'd have a problem with English lap. <laughs> you wouldn't. And again, England's usually not in the tournament for too long. So. <laughs> you wouldn't have that problem in the Greek Islands. Uh, not so much with, with with English lap. So they all tend to go to Ibiza, I think. Okay, it's a lot of Australian <laughs> backpackers in the uh, in the Greek Islands. Yes. Yes, that's right. Which is, the Aussies it, seem to get themselves wherever Australia is playing anything. Yeah, yeah that's they're, true. They're very that's good true. at that. Very good at that. Now, James, we are about five months away from the 10th anniversary of Diana's death. Can you mm. tell us what, what is the lead-up like in the UK? Um, it's, it's being mentioned. The key point at this stage that's, got, that's had the most media coverage is the uh, tribute concert which the princes are organising? Uh, which they're having problems uh, with getting uh, getting bands to play for it because it's right next to that uh, World AIDS series of gigs. The uh, yeah, bo- the I, 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 I'm not sure they're having too much trouble. I I, I, I have to say um, I haven't heard too much about um, about any difficulties with that. I know even if there's a you know, I think if you were the Arctic Monkeys and you had that kind of scheduling conflict, you'd find a way around it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, 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 that unfortunately, well, no, not unfortunately, but it happens to be taking place on the 1st of July. And, and I've just found out this morning by an email from the palace in Copenhagen that that's also when the uh, christening of the new princess is taking place. So I'm oh. missing out on my Copenhagen junket again. <laughs> Not princess for princess, I don't know. <laughs> it's you know, how do you how do you toss up between the, the live ones and the dead ones? Yeah, well, exactly. That's the hardest call I make in this job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, look, I think it's going to be it's going to be massive, and and there's, I know there probably hasn't been too much build up. Uh, there yet. It's slowly bubbling along here, but I think on the day it's just going to be absolutely enormous, um, especially because. Um, both the princes have had to take special leave from their armies to to uh, attend it, and if uh, if Harry's in Iraq by then, that then that makes his presence even even more interesting. Um, He's not going to Iraq. He'll go. He's not going. But but he'll, I... he'll go. He'll go because otherwise, um, you know, it is a it is a massive victory for those who would attempt to ruin our free way of life. <laughs> The terrorists win. The terrorists win if he doesn't go. He's got to go. Even if he sits behind a desk, he has to go. <laughs> and so is Will's uh, turning up stag? <laughs> I think, I'm not sure Will's turned up stag anywhere. <laughs> um, if, if the opposite of stag is having your pick of 300 girls wherever you go, then that's what he's doing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and what about his ex, James? Are you in with a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Someone from home actually emailed me and said, "Cool, she's free now." <laughs> and she loves Are you on drugs. She Damn loves the good, press. She loves the press, Jim. She does. Well, yeah. See, exactly. She's always been dead keen on people with cameras hovering around. Yeah, her. yeah. You just sidle so, up to her and say, "I'm a reporter." <laughs> yeah, that's, and she's just gonna melt. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. How do you, if you want to date that girl, what, I mean, okay, you spot Kate Middleton in a nightclub, you, you wander over, what's your pitch? I, sorry, I'm not a prince, but <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. You, you've got to act quickly and hope that she's looking for a rebound guy. 
Right, exactly. Rebound I, guy is, is what it's about. I would I would walk around prepared with a, a, a copy of uh, of uh, the Prince and the Pauper, and uh, give that to yeah. her and say, "There's a lesson in that for all of us." <laughs> My number's in, on the inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've made it that far. You're, you're a genius. I, <laughs> you're a genius there is there is not a single bar situation that Mark Twain cannot be helpful in. <laughs> the rules to live by. That's, that's fantastic. I, I never thought of Mark Twain that way before, but I think you're probably right. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great pickup artist. The uh, we, we've got a few minutes left, James. With all of your uh, jet setting, have you managed to watch any television? I haven't been watching a lot of television, I have to say. Um, um, the, the, the one show I do try to catch, just because I'm usually home at the time, it's, it's on Sunday nights here, it's replayed, is Ugly Betty. Which leads me to a question that I wanted to um, ask you guys, actually. Yeah, um, far away. How's 60, how's 60 Minutes going, do you think? <laughs> Can I just say, I was wrong. That's That's what I want to say. I was wrong, clearly... It hasn't lost it, James. Bravo. Thanks for, thanks for admitting it. It's, it's, it's big of you. I do remember, for, for, for those who didn't hear that episode of Box Cutters, only, only a few short weeks ago now, actually, um, uh, 60 Minutes was being written off left, right and centre. And I think the point I made was that you know, it had been written off many, many, many times before. I, I, think, any, I, I think 60 Minutes Australia was actually formed in Kerry Packer's image. So, you know, every time you think it's about to die, a lot somehow... Of comes an ambulance with a cardio machine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. 60 Minutes is now fitting all the other TV shows on Channel 9. <laughs> so, with those, uh, those paddle things, yeah. And, uh, and in fairness to Josh, he has subsequently written off Ugly Betty. He's writing off Big Brother Tonight, and I'm sure Robin Hood which is on the ABC, can't be far behind. <laughs> well, exactly, because they're all up against the juggernaut. So, <laughs> uh, is, is, is Big Brother doing any business there or not? I, I was kind of in Turkey when, when all of this was kicking off. It's coming in second. Yeah, it's not doing too bad. But it's been down on previous years. Mm. Yeah, well, what is, is it? This is the seventh year, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's well. the... Uh, the seventh year, and uh, and they're, they're trying some new stuff. And also, we have to remember that uh, we haven't yet had uh, nominations or evictions. So, and that's right. that's really when I mean, Big Brother every year has started slow and then built up later on. Especially when there are when there are less assholes in the house, so you can actually pick the ones you hate a lot more easily. But there has been a bit of there has been a bit of scandal of, uh, with audience members using their phones to live stream um, as it was going out uh, the night before when they were taping it uh, to when the housemates were going in. Um, and then there was a, a swap with whoever was hosting the stream put porn on there and the Daily Telegraph had linked to the site and that was the piss take on the Daily Telegraph. That's that's great. I, I hadn't heard about that. That's that's excellent. But I, I also I've I've been thinking about that and how yeah, people were streaming streaming the show live from their phones the night before, but if anyone saw that first episode of Big Brother on the Sunday night, imagine watching that show without any editing at all. If anyone wants to go through that, I say let them. <laughs> I'm I'm amazed they, they, they were letting people take phones in. 
Yeah, because usually, you know, I, I've been to, to movie previews where uh, they've frisked me for a phone and then... Absolutely. Uh, so you bet. It, it's I, 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 you know, I wasn't even allowed to take my phone into the state budget last year and it's not like there's anything to look at. <laughs> uh, I if they're getting pre-recorded, well, why are they pre-recording? That just seems to be asking for this kind of trouble. Yeah, yeah. And also, the state budget's going down in about a week, so you better get your ass back here. No, Brexit's coming here next week. Oh, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We're all set. We're putting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, you know, it's, I think it's, it must be easy to do, uh, to do uh, foreign trips when you've got absolutely no opposition to keep you in, in line. Well, no, that's not that's not right either. In fact, I've I've had nothing but opposition on the on the past few trips. So even though we're the only uh, we're the only commercial uh, news presence from Australia in London, um, these trips have been big enough that we've, we've well Anzac Day everyone always goes to. Um, so we had some competition there. It's it's nice actually. It keeps you on your toes a little bit rather than uh, rather than just sort of getting to pick and choose which stories are worth doing in London. Turning up drunk again. Yeah, and, and thanks for that explanation, but I actually, I, I meant not your opposition, but Labor's opposition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much. Because you're clearly, you know, there is no opposition to you, James. You're no, fa- far and away. Really far too kind of you. Thanks for trying to dig me out of that hole. <laughs> well, that yeah, uh, opposition something, you know. <laughs> that uh, that that pretty much brings us to the end, James. But thanks so much for for you know popping by via telephone. We do love these little chats. A pleasure as always. Well, this is a really a rambling chat. I feel like a fraud now. Next time we talk, I'm going to try to make sure that I've seen some television before I speak to you. Okay, and if if you can make it back in time for the logies, uh, I'm, I'm sure we've got some work for you there. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, James. Thanks, Jim. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters, who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lion's heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. Big brother. Big brother. As we went to air last week, a lot of the secrets were being revealed. So I think uh, I think we kind of let brother off, Big Brother off the hook a bit lightly last week. So tell me what's been going on, because I haven't seen any of it apart from five minutes of the opening night. The, basically what happens is every year they've got to have a bigger and bigger scandal to, yep. try and, to try and drag the audience in. Because as Josh said more or less last week, it's just a bunch of losers in the house yes. until you get to know them. Uh, so they they try and have they try and have something to make you watch at the beginning. Now they they really hit a high point a couple of years ago when they had the Logan twins. Yeah, great idea. Swapping them would anybody realise? Fantastic. They've been trying to do something like that every Shot year. Shot one of their heads off, and people start to pick it up. <laughs> they've been trying to they've been trying to do that kind of thing every uh, every year. They had the two houses that were actually the one house at one stage a few years back. Last year they had the mother and daughter trying to hide the fact that they were both had breast implants and were mother and daughter. Uh, and this year they, they failed on both accounts. <laughs> if I remember there's it. a couple and an ex of the girl. And this the year, this year there's a couple. There's also an ex. Uh, they flew her ex boyfriend in from overseas, unbeknownst to her. I and there's a white room. Well, we'll get to the white room in a sec. I, uh, I really think uh, both things. I think the white room and I think this are just uh, really unnecessary. And 
cruel and uh, really a, a bit mean. I understand that, you know, that the couple... Uh, Big Brother says that they wanted to go on as a couple. It was their suggestion that they go on as a couple. Uh, I think flying in the X... So she knows, but he doesn't know. Forcing him to lie about it, I, I just I, it's it's kind of going down the Jerry Springer line. It's a bit I, Temptation Islandy. It is a little bit. It is. I just I just think it's unnecessary. I mean, they're, they're trying to build temptation. You already had uh, two of the girls uninvolved with that. One threatening to punch the other one's lights out, and uh, subsequently getting a strike. That's great drama. What's that strike? Oh, you get three, you strikes. Get three strikes and then you might be out or yes. you might be up for eviction. It's at Big Brother's discretion. And, and does teabagging count as a strike? No, she's... Uh, Tur- she, turkey slamming? Tea, teabag has uh, been just, you know, being a general kind of she's, Darwin slut. Sorry, she's, she's horrible. No, no, I was, horrible. I was meaning teabagging. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Not teabag the no, contestant. No, <laughs> no I, just, I, just think it's, uh, I just think it's uncalled for. I just think, you know, they're, they're trying to create drama... You know, sure, people go into the uh, go into the house, and I'm sure people are saying, "Well, they agreed to go into the house as a couple." I mean, I don't buy, I don't buy that you can do that to them just because they're stupid and and have made a bad decision. I don't, you know, just because people sign up to be on TV, you can't do anything you want to them. Well, this this brings us to to the white room. It quite, does quite appropriately, which is something new in the Big Brother house, and it it actually pushes some boundaries which is rare for, for Big Brother, but it, it also brings up some ethical issues about basic human rights. Mm. What think. are they doing? Well, it, it's, it's, the white room itself is nothing more than a cell, really. It's, it's about... They've got beds. It's about the width of three single beds mm-hmm. and maybe twice that in length. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not very big. Uh, really, it's white. Mm-hmm. Everything in the room is white. The walls are white, the sheets are white, the beds are white, the chairs are white, everything is white. The clothes they wear. Well, yeah, they've got four contestants. Uh, well, so, hang on. I also need to, need to point out the lights never go off. No. Nope. So it is constantly white and there is no daylight. Are they playing Achy Breaky Heart to them? Over <laughs> <and over laughs> well, <and over laughs> here's the thing. Is there any waterboarding? Four, four contestants <laughs> uh, go, go into the white room and uh, during, this was during the first week kind of probably about five days ago these were the dregs they at this time last week there was uh, a pool of six six. people you could vote two of the six people in the the four who didn't get voted in got pushed into this white room and uh, and they were then dressed entirely in white Mm -hmm. so it's like a big intel commercial no because they're not dancing okay (laughs) what are they doing well five times a day their food arrives through a slot the food is white. It's protein-enriched mush. <laughs> it's a protein-enriched porridge. I'm thinking 2001 at this point. Well, there's there's only one bit of colour in, in the whole room. I See, I was thinking less 2001, more THX, mm. uh, which, you know, it, this reminds me a, a lot of. There is only one bit of colour in the room, and it's a big red button that sits on a pedestal in the room's centre. And the idea, obviously, is that when contestants have had enough of this, they press the red button, they get to go home. Last person standing gets to go into the house. Just one. Just one. After a week, no one had pressed the button. 
supposedly Big Brother said at this point he expected them all to have been long gone by this point. He expected them all to have, all to have caved in except for the one who was left and therefore they'd be a housemate. He expected them to last a couple of days, apparently. Yeah. That's what... That's well, because the conditions are completely unreasonable. I, I think this is the Do first Do they know time- there's no prize money? No, they don't. No. Actually, because... Uh, yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain had- to that. I'll explain that in a sec. They've had... They, well, they've had no communication other than Big Brother telling them stuff. Saying, it's time for food. Uh, or, you know, change beds or whatever. But they, they obviously would have gone in after the big opening night. Yes, but they were they were sequestered. Yep. So, so they had they, they had, came out of lockup, went on stage, went straight back to lockup. And I think this is the first time that Big Brother has, has done anything political, mm-hmm. really. I, I mean, the conditions, as you said, Brett, are, are quite reminiscent of the stories that we've heard from Guantanamo Bay or from Upper Grabe. Uh, so, so there is that kind of political element there, and it it could stand to make a really interesting point. But the politics are completely lost in the light ha- light. Ha- heartedness of the show itself. I mean, when Gretel's sitting there making jokes about the food that they get to eat, Mm. uh, that takes a lot of the impact away from what these people are actually going through. And also, what I find really interesting is that the housemates get to watch the white room on their LCD televisions that are are throughout the house. Periodically, throughout the day, the TVs will go on and there'll be one will be spasming on the floor. Yeah, the, pretty much. Well, this is there was one girl who was rocking back back and forth, and uh, the housemates are sitting there. It's their only entertainment. So we, we end up with this scenario where uh, people who we're watching do nothing are sitting there watching people do nothing, which would be a fantastic kind of postmodern treatise on modern day tele- television, but. It's like a Russian doll of Big Brother. But it, mm. but it ends up being more like The Running Man. Mm. What we're doing is we're watching people slowly be destroyed mm. for our own entertainment. This is like gladi- gladiatorial stuff. I, I think it's quite abhorrent. So mm. were the white rumours talking to each other? Yeah, yeah, they can, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can communicate with each other. They're not individual cells or anything like that. Uh, yeah, and as uh, last night, the first one of them went out. And Big Brother offered offered them financial incentives to go out and told them that this would be the only time that this would be offered. They'd, have, te- they'd have 10 seconds to press the button. Only one of them could press the button. And they had $500. Mm. Now, before anyone even knew that the countdown had happened, Big Brother says, your 10 seconds is up. And one of the guys says, Cruz, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, are we going to get another chance? And... Uh, then Big Brother says, well, the money will go up. Uh, now I am offering you $750 to leave the house. And Cruz, without even thinking, just presses the button. You Cruz, knew he was going to press it at Cruz, 500 Cruz is like 18 or so. And uh, cut back to Gretel, laughing, saying, well, he shouldn't pay poker. I heard a rumour Big Brother was going to offer a lot more money than that. So sit him in a room, a white room for a week, torture him, and then belittle him for... Uh, for the manner in which he leaves. She's it's, a bitch. Oh, anyway. I don't mind, Gretel. I did, I did find that to be a little bit... It's, it's a, a little bit harsh, but the whole situation is harsh. I, 
I wouldn't like to be in her position of having to make light of what are clearly human rights abuses. Having to pretend mm. that it's entertainment. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's horrific. And I think, I think Big Brother's lost. They gambled on this. They thought it was a good idea. Uh, I refuse to refer to Big Brother as a person. I hate it when people do that. It's it's a corporate game show. They rolled the dice. They lost. Bad luck. Put all four of them in the house. You didn't expect them to last a week. They lasted a week. Deal with it down the line. I know you didn't expect to have four people in the house. Deal with it. Do it. Because, I mean, if if nothing else, this has shown a desperation for these people to get on television. They're, they're putting themselves through a lot to get themselves on television. And what are you going to do? Put them on for five minutes, laugh at them, and then and then send them away with a you know a new phone or something. And kind of when when I realised how bad it is was this morning mm-hmm. because last night was Sunday night when I was when I was watching it, I was laughing along with the show. I, mm-hmm. I found it quite interesting. And then this morning I was thinking about it, going, "No, that's it's actually terrible." And I'm I'm mm. embarrassed about the way I behaved in my own lounge room. And thinking that, well, other people throughout Australia are, are behaving the same way and maybe they won't have uh, the, the same kind of shot of, of conscience that, that I had. Mm. Uh, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But why put this on television? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the whole thing. It's just, it's just nasty and it's unnecessary. Both, both the relationship and the white room. I want to see them play uh, It's a Knockout Star Games and, uh, and win money. You see, I'd watch that. Yeah. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. Now on Box Cutters, Brett Cropley with a discussion of Saturday Night ABC, The Sideshow. Yes, it's uh, the new show that the ABC have put on. Um, apparently, this is what they wanted to pay for by axing the glass house. Oh. Now, this I don't understand because when they axed the glass house, they, it, the idea was that they were going to have some internal production. They were, they were really going to build up internal production. Yep. This, uh, the sideshow is produced by... Uh, TV. Yes. Who produced the glass house. Right. And Good News Week. Yep. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, cannon. Uh, paper cannon. What do, what do you call it? Confetti cannon. Confetti cannon. Yeah, loves a confetti cannon. Yeah, mm. although strangely absent, uh, maybe no. the ABC couldn't afford uh, all the confetti every single week. It's like it's not a Robinson production. <laughs> um, it is a bit. It is like Good News Week without the panel and newsy bits, uh, which seem to be the direction that they wanted to take. <laughs> so, what? It's just the audience. Well, no, 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 but, but remember, <laughs> did you guys see the the later seasons of uh, Good News Week where Flacco and Sadman? came in and they were doing little segments and uh, guards or whoever the band was were doing numbers with with Paul McDermott. Yeah. And? It's like a show that that they wanted to do at that point. Mm -hmm. It was like the the panel was holding them back. Uh, Paul McDermott does jokes that aren't as funny as he thinks they are. Uh, Flacco does his set pieces that tend to be a bit too dark and cerebral from the shows that he generally shows up on, which... Does seem to be solely uh, Good News Week TV productions. Well, mm. Flacco's been on TV for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think his first TV appearance was on Blah Blah Blah. Uh, so that's what nineteen twenty eight. Uh, <laughs> no, Blah 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 was like nineteen eighty six. Yeah, something something like that. And his alter ego was on Altogether Now. Paul Livingston, really? Isn't isn't he Bruno Latour? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but good one. <laughs> no, no, he is. You, have you ever seen him in the same room? No, no, that's that, that's true. I I haven't. Uh, but I've I've interviewed them both. Yeah, uh, but at separate times. Yes. Mm. The umbilical brothers are back on our screens uh, as part of the sideshow, doing the stuff that they've always done. Um, on Red Faces. Mm. And uh, I, they were on the original Big Gig. Were they? They were on I, Red Faces. I, I would have thought that was a bit before their time. Anyway, go on. Um, and... Uh, and with also they've uh, they've gone down this path where they have two hand puppets that are bears that are supposed to be menacing and and aren't particularly funny either. Right. Um, the musical acts can fall prey to the cameraman suddenly leaning as they rapidly zoom in, uh, coupled with direction that refuses to use any single shot for longer than a second, which is really freaking annoying and it just <laughs> looks like shit. Um, and I wonder if uh, that was maybe one of the directors from Australian Idol who was a bit hard up. And uh, well, once again, though, no, good G and W Productions. They I, love, I find the same thing. When they love, the big geek had that heaps. And whenever there's any musical number, like the comedy gala or anything, it's just zoom flash. Band. We have to make but this I've, look more interesting all, than it is. But I've never seen the shots uh, badly, snapping to each other. badly done. Yeah. 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 It's just... Well, the cameramen have, have gotten older. Maybe they've got the shakes. <laughs> no, no. no I, it's actually the switcher up in the, the control room. <laughs> maybe he's got the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea why Paul McDermott insists on singing in... in everything that he possibly can. He's not a particularly good singer. And uh, I, I'm just throwing this out there. Arrogance. That's 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 my my take. But can't somebody tell him? No. And you know they're they're always with these. Kind if you of don't want him to sing, why have you hired him? Lyrics um, that just go over go over the the audience's head. You know he's going to sing, so mm. either hire someone who isn't going to sing, or hire him and sing. But he's like the public face of GNW. He didn't uh, he didn't sing on the. Um Strictly ballroom dancing show that he hosted. No, no. and he was never uh, as painful on that show. But he did tell a lot of jokes that he thought were funnier than they were. Mm. Which he tends to do. Um, as for the audience, if only the ABC had the budget to provide a cloakroom uh, that would be mandatory for anybody in the standing area, a crowd with backpacks on and carrying handbags and clothing <laughs> items just looks messy and <laughs> like a bunch of people on their way to somewhere else. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> I should have called it trade station. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, given all that, there's enough good talent involved with the show that uh, don't make it a complete dead loss. Really, you haven't mentioned any of them, though, have you? Tripod, okay, are always good, uh, even if they are using old rope, uh, which they did in the first episode with the "Let's Get It On" takeoff, which gets into yep. he's playing his old video rope. Game. Are usually good, even if they're using the old tripod. <laughs> <laughs> And Claire, <laughs> Claire Hooper, Claire Hooper, who I hadn't heard of before. I she saw was her on the, the uh, she was the ex lead singer of Killing Hardy. No, no, that was Ella. That was that was Ella Hooper and her brother uh, Claire Hooper. She's the uh, the the novelist who uh, has just gotten a windfall for her uh, her next novel. Ah. She's quite peculiar. No, that's, she, that's Chloe Hooper. Ah, she she has <laughs> mannerisms and a voice that's like a young Jean Kitson. Oh, the, but uh, thankfully, she's, she's funny. She's so, sorry, I, I cut you off there, Brad, and that's that's rude of me. But I've worked out who she is. 
She's uh, she runs the grocery store on Sesame Street. <laughs> That's Mister Who. Oh, and, and he's dead. Right, she's the basketball coach on uh, on uh, an eighties sitcom. Oh, that was Mister Cooper. <laughs> now, I'm just, oh. so watch it, not watch it. So far, I've, if, it's if been comedy festival, home, so I haven't been home for a. If you're sitting night. at home on a Saturday night. Get a you, life. You don't have that much going on, so yeah, you'd probably appreciate it. Is this taking away good bill watching time? The bill's on after. Okay, it's on at seven thirty, so uh, very PG. Should it be uh, our slot? Do you think, or should it just be a half hour show? Um, it doesn't. It, it. I didn't find that it's overstated. It's welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of you kind of hope that it goes longer so that you get more of the the outside talent. All that tripod. And uh, Clay Hooper are part of the production, um, but then they had people like Ed Byrne and Ando. Ando, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ando, I always find very Sydney centric. It's it's kind of weird. It is shot up in Sydney. Um, they have the the spruik at the end saying, "If you're in Sydney, call them on O two blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I'll, I'll bother. If you do, it's go maybe a five point five out of ten for me. Ah, uh, see, not mm. good enough for me. No. Probably uh, just as good as any of the last five years of Hey Hey It's That Day, though. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer! Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this Box show. Cutter. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 83. <laughs> <laughs> Just a very crap, uh, quick crap TV last night. You know how, uh, was last on. week was the mystery episode? Yes. This is the extended mix. Ah, <laughs> nice and that's not a reason for you to make me do the blog. <laughs> Which I thought you did trying very, to make. I thought you did very well. I was very impressed with. Are you trying to make the blog longer for Josh? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, kind of, kind of guilty train trash pleasure. Looking at the conclusions on cheaters last night and after the ugly Sunday, um, they they were having big uh, audio video sync problems, um, which. I actually got in touch with somebody at Channel 7, our friend there, um, who said it might have something to do with the set-top box. However, uh, the ads were in sync and KPAX, which was on after it, was in sync. Uh, uh, so it's something technical that's happened at uh, at 7 between. And let's the, uh, face it, if, if the show that should be in sync, it's cheaters. Yeah, you need that in sync. How can you tell when they're swearing? Yeah. How can you tell? How can you tell which which uh, blocked out face is talking at which time? You you leave your DVD recorder running far too long after your shows. But last week it was it was the 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 scamp. What's his name? The the con guy. The con man. Oh. <laughs> yes. This week it's cheaters. I don't know, Brett. But I am uh, going through it at six. Times speed. Um, the last time we saw this was How on SBS. How can you tell if it's out of sync if you go through it at sixteen times speed? Because I, I go back to normal speed at the conclusions, which is which is the money shot. It's where or the the confrontations. It's the money shot where the cheated uh, confronts the cheater. But you've uh, you've missed all the backstory. I don't care for the backstory. Uh, this is this is just. I, I don't think this is crap TV. I think this is crap watching habits. <laughs> Hey, some people it's do crop enjoy TV. TV. It's crop TV. <laughs> crop TV. I like it. <laughs> hey, um, 
when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Hey, uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey what Josh, you, watch, you, watch, you listen to a lot of comedians. Oh, we're meant to be in fast forward, aren't we? You listen to a lot of comedians, don't you? You saw a lot for the comedy festival. Have you seen Adam Richards? Adam Richard. Richard. Uh, I didn't see his show, no. You didn't go see him this year? No. Have you seen John Woods? Apparently, uh, apparently Adam Richard does quite a lot on his experiences on Celebrity Dog School. Yes. Including, uh, dropping a little tidbit, that uh, he didn't actually have a dog. No, he did. The show, the show, adopted a dog out for him for the purposes of the show. This is true. What the hell is going on at Channel Ten? First of all, somebody comes in and says, "I've got a great idea for a show, Celebrity Dog School." You stop them right there and you say, "No, it's shit." Secondly, <laughs> if it happens to get through somehow and you're stuck with the show, the only way it's going to work and. It's a very big if. It's very unlikely to work at all. The only way it's going to work is, A, if you use celebrities, and B, if they're dog people. Non-celebrities who don't own dogs, uh, it's bound for failure. Ross, you're jumping the gun here. Adam is a dog person. His beautiful dog died last year. Right. Uh, And so there was this opportunity to get a new dog and be on television. Okay. So he he is a dog person. So they weren't renting a dog for him. No, no, no. He he went out and and got the dog, uh, and uh, and Channel Ten just made it possible for him right. to to do that. Well, my first still my first two points still stand. Yeah, fair enough. Shit show, not celebrities. Yep. Uh, Adam's uh, Adam's previous dog, rest in peace, did one of the funniest poos I've ever seen in my life. So uh, you know, if only if only he could train the new dog. To, uh, to it, it looked like it looked like cock and balls, like exactly. <laughs> it was amazing, amazing, and I thought Celebrity Dog School was going to teach him how to train his new dog to do that same trick, but no, maybe we just didn't get up to that episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you're uh, anyone planning on going to Canada for June? Oh, I was thinking about it. No, With, no, it's a shame because the Banff Television Festival. Uh, is going to be on from the 10th to the 13th. This is in Alberta, in mm-hmm. Canada. And uh, they've got uh, some professionals who are going to be giving masterclasses, including uh, Paul Abbott, uh, who... From is, Abbott and Costello? No, that was Bud Abbott, and he's dead. Uh, he's written Coronation Street, and he also wrote all four seasons of Shameless. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, and so he's and going, he was in it, wasn't he? Uh, yes, and it was semi autobiographical, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Chuck Lorre, who Ross, you would love to go and see Chuck Lorre, wouldn't you? Who is he? Creator of Two and a Half Men. Oh yeah, fantastic. Uh, he was Greg Brian Lorre, wasn't he? Book book me a ticket now. Grace Under Fire. Oh, get S- me there, Sybil. Oh, <laughs> oh, if if you've got bet. In there, then you've got the set. <laughs> but also, he didn't write the Bette Midler he show. He didn't write Bette Midler or oh. uh, or Whoopi. Or Whoopi. Mm. Uh, but also, uh, Greg Daniels, Carol Mendelson, Anthony Thomas, and Rob Thomas. Wow. Who are all producers on The Office? Yep. Are going to be doing a masterclass there. If you can get up to Banff for that, and that's uh, for TV writers. Sorry. 
That's for TV writers? That's for anybody who loves TV. Anyone who loves television. Go and, and see those masterclasses, see those talks. Writer, what are you going to learn from the masterclass? Too bad, Brett. That was your bit of pork. You miss out. Uh, I had a look at <laughs> Juiced uh, for Robert Boxcutter. I was over at his place and he showed me Juiced. He's a beta trialist Tester. as well. Two things. One, it's not broadcast quality. No. Whether and I've said will, that on the blog. Whether it will be or not in the future, it, it's far from it. I, I, my understanding was maybe I wasn't listening. I thought I thought the big thing about it was that it broke It does full screen. No, just no, full no, no, screen. No, no, no. Just full screen. Maybe I maybe I made that bit up. Yeah, it's certainly not. I was and saying Adam's platform were claiming broadcast quality. Adam's okay. platform. Okay, <laughs> uh, oh, good. That's why I brought it up. Uh, <laughs> the, the second point was, uh, yeah, good idea. Content is going to be the major issue. What's the point? Well, it's still if, in beta. Yeah, I understand, but of all the channels Bridezilla's already uh, I know that was the only thing we could watch Bridezilla's or World's Strongest Man contest if I want mm. crap like that I'll get Foxtel but <laughs> why was no but most of the channels are US only what's the point what? oh really yep I wasn't if, blocked if you looked at a lot, of, a lot of the channels it says US only I haven't been blocked on anything that I've tried according to the list of channels I don't know if it's channels that show it at the moment you know there's a menu with all the channels mm-hmm. have you looked at that mm-hmm well, <laughs> the one we were looking at, the, the one we were looking at was saying, and it wasn't just US, non-US. It was, you know, lots were saying, oh, it can you can view it in England and Iran, and it was weird listings, but most were either in US or non-in US. And I, I mean, what's the point? Well, at the moment, my computer won't even run the latest version of iTunes properly, so I don't iTunes think that I'd be able the to. resorts resource hog. Yeah, no, no computer runs iTunes properly. Okay. iTunes suck. If you're listening to this <laughs> through iTunes, stop. Get it direct download it's, I've from never the website. Had... iTunes sucks. I reckon about once every couple of weeks we get an email from somebody saying something like, "Oh, was this week's episode only four minutes long?" <laughs> yeah, listen. To... <laughs> Good luck. <I> mean... <laughs> Don't use iTunes, for God's sake. Go direct to the website. I know iTunes does it for you automatically and downloads it automatically and all that kind of crap, which is great if it does it, but it doesn't do it half the time. A while ago, I talked about uh, the... <laughs> you didn't have any pork, did you, Brad? <laughs> about the Buffy Season I 7. <laughs> while ago, I talked about the Buffy Season 7 comics, which are out mm-hmm. now. Good luck if you haven't gotten any of them yet because they sell out so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've been, they've been pretty good. They're also working on an Angel Series 6 set of comics at the moment. And if you go to the Whedon-esque website, which is uh, the Joss Whedon kind of fan site, but also Joss Whedon goes on there and does his blog. And yep. it's all, all uh, a bit mixed up. Uh, they're asking for opinions on Angel characters. Uh, there are some very specific questions that they want you to answer to uh, to help them kind of develop this series six that's going to appear in comic book form. Well, mm. Mm. talking of uh, websites to go have a look at. Uh, Sorry, Brett, that brings us to the end of. Has, we, we, we'll go. <laughs> voting is See open. See you later, viewers. You can uh, keep listening to Brett for the next twenty minutes. And <laughs> hey, let's be. Voting is open for <laughs> viewers to vote for the Fugly Awards at uh, fugly.com.au. Now they're the alternate TV show, including Big Brother Today Tonight, Celebrity Dog School, and David Tench Tonight, and uh, worst. TV personalities including Daryl Summers, Eddie McGuire and Andrew G.
What about worst host? Uh, Andrew was G. Pauline there? Because Andrew I, G. I, I heard Andrew that. G. Andrew G. Did you hear AJ, about Andrew G. AJ uh, going, Ro- going... Rochester was nominated from Fattest Loser. She oh. was nominated as worst host, and uh, I think she should win. Yeah. Oh, Andrew G. It, they were doing idol auditions up in Rockhampton, I think it was, and uh, Andrew G. was having a go at uh, some of the people coming along saying that uh, if you really want to have a chance, have a shower, use some deodorant. You see, I got as far into that news item as Andrew G. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. Gunberg, I think. He could, have, he could have shot the Pope, and I, I just don't care. Did he? No, no, he could have. Oh, okay. Speaking Shoot. of speaking of hair, Bert Newton's hair can be one. You did that in the news. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I mentioned it, but uh, viewers of uh, Family Feud uh, can go into the draw for a bunch of $1,000 prizes. And the ultimate winner taking out Bert's hair piece, a custom-built standard displayed on, and a $10,000 prize. Uh, check out Family Feud for more details. eBay. And lastly, in Pork, the world is coming to an end. Really? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Are we going to be back next week? Yes. Yes, we'll be back next week. Or or we'll just split this show in half. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I don't think we really uh, cut it for the rapture. (laughs) That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 83. It's about 83 minutes long. It is. We didn't talk about Drive. We didn't talk about Drive. It's shit. Yeah, it's not very good. It? There's no wonder it's, that it got... It's you know what? It's, it's worth checking out just to get a lesson on why casting is so important for a show. <laughs> All Nathan the Fillion didn't do it for you? Nathan, Nathan Fillion, he's the, only, he's the only person who doesn't disgust. It's got terrible dialogue. It's like somebody said, oh, let's try and make a dramatic version of The uh, the Amazing Race. You kind of think, oh, that might be... No, there's all kinds no. of problems with that. <laughs> they obviously never got to the problems with that thought. They, yeah, let's do that. It's it's terrible. Cause, it's terrible. Because in the, in the pitch, people were thinking about Jamie Farr dressed up as a as an Arab sheikh and, uh, <laughs> and Dom DeLuise dressed as a superhero, but uh, but no, it's nothing like Cannibal Run. But it will be uh, reappearing on US screens in their summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? They've only no, got two, no, no, they've they've only got two episodes, episodes left. Yeah. It was well, only six that's long. where it's going to be coming back. Oh, really? Because yeah. there was only six, and then uh, Fox in the States pulled it after four. So yeah, it's, it's coming just, back over summer. So it's just going to fart yeah. out those last two. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. Right. Mm. Oh, I want to say thank you very much to... Oh, you, ja- you know what, what else? What? No, I'm, I'm kidding. James Talia <laughs> for calling in and talking to us. He is our European correspondent. Our world correspondent. Our, he's our world correspondent now. He, he comes from our Barbados Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They're wonderful. You can check them out on the net, rrr.org.au. Or at one hundred two point seven on the FM dial, if you happen to be in Melbourne. My name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Mm.